The Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association is proud to support BIV's daily Coping with COVID podcast series. And now that there is a plan to safely restart BC, we hope you'll join us in supporting your favorite local businesses. From restaurants to retail, our downtown businesses need us now more than ever. Thanks everyone and stay safe. You're watching Coping with COVID-19. I'm Haley Wooden. My guest today is Silas Garrison, CEO and Director of Health Space Data Systems. The company has offices in Vancouver and Chilliwack, as well as in the United States, and recently launched a mass contact tracing and surveillance system to help governments and health authorities in North America better manage and trace COVID-19. Silas, thanks so much for coming on the show. Haley, thank you for having me. So before we get to this new platform or application, I'd love to know a little bit about what Health Space was doing prior to the pandemic. Can you tell me about your work in the field of health? Absolutely. So Health Space is a software as a service or a SaaS provider in the government space. And we work with state and local government agencies all across the U.S. and Canada. We have over 500 individual government agencies who utilize our platform on any given day. And they really use that in the realm of regulatory surveillance. So that can come in the form of, you know, inspecting a restaurant uh, or tracking foodborne illness outbreaks. So they use our platform to essentially more efficiently perform their day-to-day activities, which is very complicated and it has a lot that goes into it. But in short, you know, they use it for the whole regulatory spectrum. Okay, so I imagine, of course, COVID-19 is now maybe part of our day-to-day duties, certainly wasn't prior to the pandemic. How much have you had to maybe change your technology or make tweaks to better assist governments deal with the current crisis that we're all facing? So our customers are primarily environmental health departments. So environmental health departments, you know, they oversee everything from like the food supply chain, governing restaurants, uh, to hotels, childcare facilities. And what they utilize our platform for and what their day-to-day activities is to ensure the safe and healthy operating of private businesses. So environmental health, which is a sister agency to public health agencies, uh, is responsible for ensuring that not only are citizens safe, but public health agencies work on the communicable communicable disease side. Uh, And what that means is that they are the ones, public health departments are the ones tracking, you know, the virus outbreaks, the counts that you see on the news, the death counts and those type of things. And so our customers have become kind of frontline for everything that has to do with COVID. So when it started to outbreak, we noticed a delay in some of our customer responses and working with them day to day. And what we realized is that they were getting sucked into this on a really exaggerated basis and it was consuming all of their energy. And we modified our platform to be able to track COVID-19 cases patient information and that type of thing. And what they told us was, this is very beneficial, but if you could take it a step further and actually help us automate contact tracing, that would really bring bring it home for us. And so with very minimal effort, um, we embedded a text messaging engine. It literally took us about a weekend to upfit the entire product suite to fit contact tracing. And so within a weekend, we had a product ready to go that now helps automate the contact tracing, which is very laborious on the human effort side, uh, we now have that embedded within our platform and had it ready to go very quickly. That's a very quick turnaround time, of course, necessary and I'm sure very, very helpful to frontline workers dealing with this and trying to contact trace and 
and make sure that we're all healthy and safe. Can you walk me through a little bit how the automated process works and how it really cuts down on that workflow? Yeah, so it's important to understand what contact tracing is on the public health side. So this is something that's been employed for decades. It's something that has been utilized since, you know, SARS going back even further, AIDS, and it is a valuable resource in the toolkit of epidemiologists to track and trace, you know, who's got the virus or who's been infected and how have they maybe potentially exposed others to the virus. And so what they do is they, when they find someone who's confirmed with an illness, they usually ask them for, you know, a series of information, including who have you contacted, you know, your friends, your family members, co-workers, and then they get that contact information and then they take it and they use it like a Rolodex. They call those people, they ask them a series of questions, you know, are you exhibiting symptoms? You know, tell us about how you're feeling, what is your temperature? And so our platform just steps into that process very uh, seamlessly, where instead of them having to get on the phone and call a list of hundreds or even thousands of people, they input that information into our platform very securely. And then those people are enrolled in what we call automated contact tracing, where they now receive a text message or an email with a unique and secure link to fill out that same questionnaire that they were going to get asked by a phone call. They now just fill it out digitally via their mobile phone or, you know, their computer. It doesn't really use a lot of, in terms of like tracking, Bluetooth, things like that, that you've seen from other apps across the world. This is very simplistic for the end user. So it's very user-friendly and it all gets uploaded into our secure cloud environment. So we take security of this very, very seriously as it's, you know, personal identifiable information. So not only is it, you know, encrypted, we also go to great lengths to ensure that there's a full audit trail of who's viewing this information. Only those with very specialized permission at the health department are able to see this information. Um, so in short, you know, we basically step in where human effort usually took over. We supplement that with text messages and emails for an automated approach. Interesting. And are there other similar platforms currently available to say health authorities or governments or is yours really one of the first of its kind? Yeah, it's really the first of its kind. You know, there are other platforms out there. I don't know of any specifically that do exactly what we are doing. Uh, but what we know in talking with numerous government agencies, for instance, the state of Hawaii, one of the most recent adopters, you know, they really fell in love with it. And the, the reason they did is that it does something that very few other platforms do. And they vetted over 10 different vendors uh, before reaching out to us and saying, like, we really need help you know, we want to get a view of your product. And within 24 hours, they made their decision that, yes, this is absolutely what we need to move forward. And so the competitive landscape is interesting, which there really isn't a lot, if anything, that directly parallels what we do. And you mentioned earlier, you have hundreds of customers, regular customers in North America. Are many more of them choosing to adopt this new platform? Yes, it's, it's a new uh, piece of information or a development, I should say, every day. We have dozens of government agencies that we're talking to that are looking at going with it. You know, the wheels of evolution or technological adoption in the government uh, space can sometimes take a little bit of time. There's red tape to go through. Uh, but what we're seeing during this time during the outbreak is that they're cutting a lot of that, those hurdles that they have to overcome. So not only are we talking with dozens of government agencies every single week, you know, the ones that are looking to adopt it are moving very fast. Uh, you know, to have a statewide agency, you know, the state of Hawaii make their decision in 24 hours. I, I think that might be a record in the government space. <laughs> 
Fair enough. You know, I, I think about all the changes that are coming as a result of this pandemic. We're relying on more technology. We're figuring out how to do work differently. Do you think at some point something like automated mass contact tracing might just become standard, even though it's still very new right now? I do. You know, as a lot of people have asked me, you know, what does it look like post-COVID? Obviously, you released this new platform, but what does that really mean? Is, is this just a, a really quick fizzle in terms of sales ability? And the short answer is no. Uh, you know, what you're getting at is that the world is going to change. We don't really know how there is going to be a new normal, so to speak. And part of that new normal is changing the way we looked at the world and the way that we approached uh, outbreaks and communicable diseases. Because as I said, it's been implemented contact tracing for decades, but there was really not a demand or surge in need to do it on an automated basis. When you only maybe have a small community of a couple hundred people that might be affected, it's easier to contain and you know trace those potentially exposed. But now we're looking at a world where people don't know what the next horizon is gonna be and how bad it could be. So what we see this as being a platform that's gonna be broadly adopted in high demand for many years to come because it's changed people's perception of the world. These public health agencies realized they weren't quite ready for such an onslaught and next time, if there is a next time, which most experts agree, there will some be some sort of next time, you know, they want to be prepared. So we see this as a not just a stepping stone in terms of a short term sales cycle and we'll, you know, strike while the iron's hot. We really see this as a platform for the future for many, many opportunities as public health agencies are going to change the way they did things prior to the pandemic. Absolutely. And in, in between preparing for, say, the next pandemic, would a platform like this still have a purpose when things are maybe not quite normal, but a little bit more back to the normal we're used to? Yeah, it absolutely will. One of the things that we've had discussions with uh, another statewide agency that's looking at it in numerous other uh, cities is that they're sit sitting there saying, okay, how does this play into our normal? Let's try to retrace our steps in the back of our mind of like, what did it look like three months ago? And they're sitting and replaying like, you know, the, the real and they're saying, oh, wow, we could actually have utilized this months ago in aid tracking, HIV awareness, uh, the laundry list of opportunities and ideas that they're giving us as to how they want to implement it beyond COVID is very interesting and, and quite exciting, actually. And so we're talking with numerous agencies right now that are looking to go for like a paid contract um, immediately where they can actually start utilizing it, not just for COVID, but things that they were already doing kind of contact tracing and other epidemiology efforts for, they want to start using it day one for that as well. Interesting. Well, Silas, sounds like a really great and useful and very relevant platform. Thanks so much for coming on the show to talk about it. Well, thank you, Haley. I much appreciate it. Uh, Silas Garrison, CEO and Director of Health Space. You're watching Coping with COVID-19. I'm Haley Wooden. We'll be back with a new video tomorrow.